Hello and welcome to Connected episode 466. As a very special episode this week as we are making our picks for Apple's September 2023 event. We will get to that after some other things, but I want to thank our sponsors uh, for this episode, ExpressVPN and FitBod. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined by everyone's favorite British person, Mike Hurley. I like this tone, because like, I was wondering, like, am I going to burst into this episode immediately throwing down the gauntlet and saying that I'm going to win and everything? But then you were so nice to me, I just feel like I, I can't have that kind of energy. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad you're here. Oh, I'm supposed to introduce everyone's favorite Italian. Wow. Well, Feelings well, over. Uh, Federico Vatici. Hi, Federico. I was just, because my whole time, I was thinking, what nice thing is Stephen going to say about Federico? No. But you, he didn't get to say it. To say I got to nice. bungle it instead. I did say everyone's favorite Italian. Mm. Well, that's good enough. Thank you. I actually think Appreciate that probably it. is true, by the way. Like, I don't know if I'm every, every like, of our listeners, I'm not sure that I'm necessarily everybody's favorite British person. I'm, I'm convinced that Federico is, is everybody's favorite Italian who's listening. We just have one item of follow-up, and it's a sad one. <laughs> that's what we want, right? What is that called? Yeah, that, the last rites? That, Taps? That is Taps? a surprise. Surprisingly accurate rendition of an instrument. Thank you. Have you have you done it with your mouth? Yes, that was my mouth instrument. Wow. It was depending on what instrument you thought it was. If he was going for guitar, it wasn't very good. Nobody plays taps on a guitar. Do they? Or do they? <laughs> I want to see that. You shouldn't. YouTube. Taps on guitar. Oh, it's just people tapping guitars. That's not useful. Yeah, that's no good. That's not helpful. Okay, so follow-up. iTunes movie trailer website and app has been taken down. So if you go to trailers.apple.com, at least here in the U.S., it redirects to the TV app. I got some email from readers when I said that. It's like, oh, it's not true everywhere, but here it is. And uh, yeah, it's gone. So it's rolled into uh, Apple TV stuff. And I guess it makes sense. It's sad because this thing is ancient. Like, it really made big news in the 90s with Star Wars Episode One, when everyone thought that was going to be a good movie and the trailer was on it and it got seen by millions of people and like broke the internet. And it's been downhill since then and uh, it's finally gone away. So goodbye, old friend. Do you think it is at all possible that we may be partially responsible for this? Yeah, I think we may have done it because listeners may remember that maybe like a year ago, two years ago, some point in the past, we were talking about this and I emailed the like Mac.com email address that was attached to <laughs> it. On the and they so, somebody, em- should, somebody should do the meme with the domino effect with Steven with the small tile. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I found it. I found it. I put it. I'll put a link in the show notes to this. Uh, trailers at mac.com i emailed them on november 13th 2019 so uh (laughs) four years ago four years ago and i said i just came across this page and it brought me real joy in remembering watching trailers in quick time back when i was in school oh no and then 30 minutes later they responded with an emoticon smiley face you went to the one email inbox that just a handful of people were still monitoring and they realized, oh, is this thing still on? And you, in appreciating an old website, actually killed it. 
So it's not that we are responsible, you are responsible. Steve. Okay, so Zach asks, what happens if you email them now? I'm going to reply, I am sorry <laughs> to see that the website has been taken down. I hope you are enjoying life in the TV app. So I'll report back if they ever get back to me. Well, I mean... Historically, it should be back before the end of the episode. If they're not, then we can only assume something terrible has happened. Yeah, I think I think that's the lesson to be mm-hmm. <laughs> to be taken. Last time they last time they replied in thirty one minutes. Uh huh. That's pretty good. Uh, and also, I totally forgot they sent you an old school emoticon with the nose. Yeah. And I'm pretty yeah. sure we made the, fun nose of the nose is the weird part. We have had this the conversation. Nose. I remember yeah, 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 having yeah. this conversation. And now the, I remember. the nose is the weird part. Here, Man, right? mm-hmm. and. You know, or, 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 I'm just saying, Stephen, you sent this email in November 2019. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you cannot blame me for 2020. You cannot <laughs> blame me for 2020. <laughs> Small domino. <laughs> yeah. Stephen sends email. email. Big domino. Pandemic. <laughs> Global Fun pandemic. <laughs> okay, well... September is here, and September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And for the fifth year running, those of us here at Relay FM and all of you out there in the Relay FM community are banding together to raise money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. We have raised over $2.2 million for them over the last five years. As I record this, we are very close to $2.4 million. Oh, um, very, very exciting. You can learn more and donate at stjude.org slash relay. But Mike, will you tell us a little bit more about St. Jude? You know, I love to. So uh, we're very happy to to join together again as we are hurtling towards that $2.5 million. That's what we're aiming for this month uh, because that will break. that's our total campaign uh, total since 2019 as we've been working together as a community to support the life-saving work of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital because with your support, we'll be one step closer to that day, one cure closer, one child closer. St. Jude is headquartered in Memphis, Tennessee, but its work has a global impact. St. Jude has treated children from all 50 states of the U.S. and from all around the world. About 90% of children with cancer live in low- and middle-income countries. That's unacceptable to St. Jude, so they launched the St. Jude Global program to ensure that every child with cancer and other catastrophic diseases has access to quality care and treatment no matter where they live. St. Jude Global shares knowledge, technology, and expertise of healthcare institutions, researchers, and fundraisers across the world to improve survival rates in their home countries. For example, they train the doctors and researchers of tomorrow, host conferences and share skills, and help nonprofit foundations raise awareness and build sustainable sources of revenue to support children in their countries with cancer and other blood disorders. Today, St. Jude collaborates with more than 280 partners with St. Jude Global, representing more than 70 countries around the world and a growing list at that. That's how far the reach of this work is. Check out how St. Jude Global Partnerships help in countries like Jordan, Lebanon, and the Philippines at stjude.org slash inspire. So if you want to find out more about that, you can go there. We continue to be so thrilled 
with the generosity of our community that they've shown this year and over the last five years. And we are asking for your support again this year to support the life-saving mission of St. Jude. The fifth annual podcast-a-thon is fast approaching. So live on Friday, September 22nd from 12 to 12 Eastern. That is a 12-hour event. But we need your help to raise as much money as possible for the kids of St. Jude before that day too. Go to stjude.org slash relay. You can donate there. You can also find out about fundraising. If you sign up to fundraise yourself, you can set up a campaign as part of our rule team. You can share that with your colleagues, with your family, with your friends, with your own community to help your fundraising, to help your dollars go further. You know, like you can donate as much as you can donate. But what if you also get donations from five other people in your life? That's more money than St. Jude would have had to support its life-saving work than otherwise. And if you do, there is some exclusive Relay FM merchandise available to you. Uh, if you make an individual donation of your own, if you donate over $60, you get a pack of digital goodies. If you donate $100, you get this and some stickers as well. When you do make a donation of your own, please click the blue search employer button on the donation summary page to check if your employer offers a matching gift program, again, being able to make your donation go further. If they do, you'll get an email with details on how to have their match credited to our campaign total. All of this information is available to you at stjude.org slash relay. St. Jude won't stop until no child dies from cancer. With your support, we'll be one step closer to that day. One cure closer, one child closer. This month and every month, let's cure childhood cancer together. As part of the campaign, we are doing a bunch of extra stuff. You mentioned the podcast a but we have milestones we're doing as we raise money this month. So just today, as we're recording this, Mike, you published a desk tour video, which included a preview of, I have to say, uh, in its spec, a beautiful keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. The fine folks over at Mode, it's a company that I really like. Um, I like their keyboards a lot. They sent me a, a, a pre-release version of their new keyboard, and I thought I could use it as an opportunity to show off the desks that I use every day. Uh, so there's a bunch of little bits of information and trinkets and Mike lore in that video, I guess. Uh, I did realize today something that I meant to put in the video but forgot, which was to explain why my desk is covered in stickers of Steven. I think it's better that you didn't. (laughs) But, like, I wanted to explain it. It was also part of, like, because I mentioned all the things that we're doing, that, like, you know, there's various things that are St. Jude related on that desk. And that was one of the things that I meant to show. And, like, the thing that is particularly weird about this is, like, there is an audience of people that will see this video that don't know me because it's, like, you know, this was, like, part of, like, a bunch of different people being sent this keyboard. Realistically, I don't know why I was one of these people. There are people that are far more versed in speaking intelligently about keyboards, but he sent me one, so I was happy to have it, and I thought I could do something fun. Uh, but yeah, I realized that I completely forgot to reference why my desk is covered in stickers. Um, but there you go. There's also in that video, by the way, a preview of the the screensaver for this year. I saw, yeah, I, I, I caught it. I saw it. There's a lot of little, little, little Easter eggs in that video. There's a few. There's, yeah, there's a oh, couple. you're a vlogger again. No. Uh, I did buy a vlog, the vlogger microphone of the day, though. You know, the Rode Pro, the Rode little thing. What is it called? The Rode, the, mic, the wireless Rode microphones? Yeah. No, I own one. <laughs> They're really good. They're really good. But yeah, there's a few Easter eggs in that video, uh, a couple that I haven't seen anybody mention yet. 
So that'll be in the show notes. You can go watch it. And Stephen and I are going to be streaming, uh, when is it, for Flight Simulator? That will be uh, this Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, and we'll be over on your Twitch channel at Mike.Live. Uh, we're really good at flight sim, so probably nothing terrible happened to anybody on the ground under the the planes that were flying. Have you ever flown? Uh, no, I haven't. Might have to change that during the podcastathon, actually. Yeah, I think we uh, can get set that up for the podcastathon. I want to, I want to see Stephen behind, uh, behind the wheel. Our no. company owns an Xbox now, so we can we can do that. And then on Saturday. At 1 p.m. Eastern on the 512 YouTube channel, I will be building the Lego Technic Mars Rover that just launched like two weeks ago. That's a Technic set? It is. I think. Huh. I didn't know that. That's interesting. I can't see it from where it is, but I think it is. It looks like it, actually. Now I've gone and... and, Yeah. uh, It's got some Technic vibes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. I woke up early the day that it launched. Like I set an alarm like really early to get up and make sure I could get one for this. Uh, so I'll be doing that on Saturday. Oh, yeah, just Saturday. for this? Yeah, I don't... For, <laughs> that was work. your the reason? I did it for my work. Uh, <laughs> you know, when my CPA is doing my taxes, he's like, how much do you spend at lego.com? I was like, but it was for St. Jude. It was for the kids. Mm, for the kids. So that all is upcoming. Now, Mike, one thing we're doing, if people go to stjude.org, Slash relay. And honestly, they should already be there donating now as I'm speaking, but they will see a scoreboard there. Can you explain the scoreboard and how this very podcast plays into it? So the podcast-a-thon this year, there is a theme for the event, and it is all about Mike versus Steven. So we're going to be doing a bunch of challenges and games throughout our 12-hour event on September 22nd, with a points total accruing throughout the event to crown the co-founder champion which that will probably be crowned at the end of the month because there are going to be a variety of activities uh, around the podcast-a-thon that will be leading into the points total, including the Rickies. So the total points that Stephen and I score from the Rickies will be added into our individual points totals. So next week, when we dis- when we score it all up, we add up the Rickies and the Flexies, mm-hmm. the total amount of points that we each accrue will be added to the total, or I guess subtracted as well. We haven't considered that. I don't think that that is possible for the system, so we'll have to work that one out later. Let's find out. <laughs> uh, but this, there's also a bonus round uh, of the draft, the upgrade draft. Um, that's playing into this for Jason playing on Steven's behalf. So. It, it won't do negative numbers. <laughs> yeah, so we'll work that one out later on. Let's just hope, Stephen, we have to just do a good job. We just have to. Uh, I mean, look, I'm the defending champion, and I plan on keeping my keynote crown. So, yeah. That doesn't seem right. That Are you sure? Right. I don't Did know. you just crown yourself? Oh, that doesn't sound right. This just is this is this like is this a coup? Or is it like did you just? I think. I actually think the only thing to do right now is to vacate the title. <laughs> you have to vacate the title. The title's now vacant. This episode of Connected is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You've probably heard by now that you should be using a VPN to connect to the internet. But adding an extra step to anything you do every day just sounds like a hassle. Well, if you knew how easy it was to protect your connection with ExpressVPN, you'd be doing it already. It's the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. 
One of my absolutely favorite things about ExpressVPN is not only how easy it is to connect. On your Mac, it's just up in the menu bar, uh, and it integrates with iOS and a bunch of other uh, devices in my life, but it's super fast. We've all used VPNs probably that slow our traffic down, like you can't even stream a video. Well, ExpressVPN gets rid of that sort of thing. It's a VPN done right. You can stream in HD with no issues. And using it couldn't be easier. You open the app, you click a button, and and you get to enjoy instant protection across all your devices. In fact, once you connect to ExpressVPN, you really won't even realize you have it on. But your connection is secure, your data is encrypted, and you can even spoof your location so you have access to content available outside of your region. No wonder it's been called the best VPN by CNET. Right now, go to expressvpn.com slash connected, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, expressvpn.com slash connected to get three extra months for free. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the support of the show and all of RelayFM. It is now time, gentlemen, for the Bill of Rickies. Let us start with the preamble. The Rickies is a game connected hosts play before Apple Keynotes and the beginning of a new year, trying to predict future events. It is made up of three rounds. Each host makes two regular picks, followed by a risky pick. There are two types of Rickies, annual Rickies, which we're not playing today, and keynote Rickies, which we are. The winner of the annual Rickies is named the annual chairman. This position is awarded every January. The Keynote Rookies winner is named the Keynote Chairman, and this position is held until the next Keynote. After the Rookies, the hosts then play a game called the Flexies. These two games are separate, but related. Please stand for the reading of the rules. Okay. Can confirm. Correct regular picks are awarded one point. The language used for regular picks must be finalized and agreed upon during recording, and no partial points may be awarded. Correct risky picks are worth two points, but wrong ones will cause a point to be deducted from that host's total. Picks must have been approved as risky by the two other hosts before the start of the game. A pick cannot be named risky if it has been previously rumored by the publications of record 9 to 5 Mac or Mac Rumors. Picks made for keynote rookies cannot be reused by the host who made them for the next keynote. The annual rookies have their own subset of rules. Once a host chooses something as an annual pick, it cannot be reused in that calendar year. Additionally, picks may not be used in back-to-back annual rookies by the same host. All hosts are allowed to reuse picks previously made by others. Scoring is completed during recording and cannot be modified once an episode is complete. In the event of a tie, dice by Peacock must be used in Relay FM mode to pick a winner. Jason Snell has a lifetime ban on flipping any coins in relation to the rookies. Coin flips by Jason on other podcasts are allowed but are frowned upon and subject to public shaming. For keynote rookies, the scoring window starts when the event begins and closes when the picks are scored. Any information used in scoring must be publicly verifiable at the time of recording. The order of picks is set by previous performance. The winner of the previous associated game goes first. The previous loser goes last. 
winners will be recognized during the closing ceremonies. As a reminder, Mike is the current annual chairman and I am the current keynote chairman. Past results can be seen at rookies.co and rookies.net. These sites also have pages about managing your own scorekeeping at home. You may be seated. Memory serves me that we wanted to make a change. Yeah. Is there a note somewhere? But we, I don't want... remember. At WWDC, we, we were keen to make a change, but I feel like we were maybe all too excited that nobody wrote down the change. Maybe. If a change is written in a document, but no one writes it, does it count as being written? Well, it's not written in a document. It was just maybe said on a podcast. Mm, you know, It's a real mystery. Well, we'll see if something comes up. We should say in the show notes, we have links to uh, rickies.co and rickies.net directly for this episode. Don't click those links yet if you want to be spoiled for our picks. You know, look at them after you listen to all of our picks. We will start with round one, and I get to go first. And okay. I am saying at least one new iPhone ships with USB-C. Yeah. Do you mean highlight a sure. green now? I can just go for it now. Why would you... Well, I guess I can't technically because of the rules, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. You just read all the rules. Why would you immediately try to break Yeah, but I'm in a fugue state when I'm in that document, you know. It's a lot of words. you, Mr. Arrogance, you know. You're so convinced you're going to get this point. I mean, you are, but still, Hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, but but yes, you are getting this point, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> they are. So here's here's a question for you, Stephen, and then also for you, Mike. Where do you stand on in this conversation? Right in this. I'm sitting. Wow, Stephen, I'm I'm Mike. I'm just gonna ask you. Stephen's in timeout right now. <laughs> <laughs> just go take a walk. You know, clear your head and yeah. come back. Burn um, off this energy. <laughs> yeah. We don't like it. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike, so do you think th- there's going to be people upset at switching the cable? Because he, he, so here's I'm debating this internally because on the one hand, I can see the arguments for people saying, oh, we as nerds are going to love this switch to USB-C, but regular people won't. And there's going to be this controversy. There's going to be another, you know, gate something. Uh, You know, people are not going to understand that Apple was forced. They're just going to see it as a money grab and they're going to be upset that they have to switch the cable. I get that. But also I've heard from actual friends of mine who are not into tech blogs or tech podcasts, I have heard from them saying, oh, finally, the iPhone is going to have the same USB cable as my other stuff. So I am not so sure personally whether there's going to be a controversy or not. What do you think? I don't think that it matters what people think because the mainstream media, as we call them around oh, here, no. uh, they are wow. dying to write about something being bad about the iPhone. So, like, there's going to just be headline after headline about the, you can't believe what Apple removed from the current iPhone. Like, so there's, <laughs> and it will just perpetuate this idea that we've all heard in the past and, like, continue to hear. And, that, and I guarantee people will say, which is like, Oh, Apple just keep changing those cables. Like, first they did the the lightning, and then they got rid of the headphone jack, mm. and now they're getting rid yeah. of the lightning cable. So, like, whether people will actually appreciate it or not, I, I I don't really think is the thing. Like, people are going to just be have 
will read enough and be told enough that Apple are doing this to make money. I also don't feel like the thing that you said and like the, about them being forced, like that it will be Apple's line. If they're going to make a line, they were going to do this anyway. Like this was coming, whether the European Union decided to do it or not. Um, because they could also just make an EU version of the phone if they really had to, right? Like, everybody knows this is just the right way to go. Like, Apple's proven over the years that they clearly prefer USB-C in a lot of instances. Like, more and more products are getting it. So, like, this is just, like, the perfect time. They can do it now. They can maybe say, oh, you know, we had to do this, but they're probably not going to say that because they're not going to... I can't imagine that during like any of the press stuff, they're going to be like, we did this because we had to and not try and sell it as why this is better than what it was before. All right, all right. Can you give us a normal answer, Stephen, without any dead jokes? I think there'll be some uproar, but I think it'll be a lot less than Lightning was because uh, Lightning came into the world on the iPhone first. So your phone had this port that nothing else in your life had. A bunch of people already have USB-C stuff. And there's discussion in the Discord right now. That's that's a good point that, well, the other end of the cable, you may have a USB-A. And if you remember, I think it was last year they switched to USB-C and to lightning cables in the box. So you're probably going to have to buy a power brick, maybe a cable. But USB-C is everywhere. And so getting those things, you have a lot more options than you did back then you know in 2012 when lightning came out so i think there'll be a hubbub but i don't think it's going to be as bad and ultimately mike is is uh is right that it is the correct call and it brings the iphone in line with the rest of the industry so i'm i'm all for it and even though like my household is going to be split because my wife uses an iphone 13 mini and mary refuses to give it up because she loves the tiny size and so Mm. we're also going to have some lightning stuff in our house uh, I think what my solution is going to be is that the dual, is it the 35 watt charger that has like dual USB-C on it? One end's going to be USB-C cable and the other one's going to have a lightning cable and that'll live in the kitchen yeah. for a couple of years and it'll be fine. I see. I also have this problem with keeping at least one lightning cable because Sylvia doesn't want to give up her AirPods 2. She's still using AirPods 2. They were the good AirPods. The longs, they were good AirPods and she she didn't like the redesign. And so, like, and she doesn't want to give them up. And it has wireless charging, though, right? It it could have wireless charging. Uh, but, mo- like, I just see them. Um, I-, I see how she uh, charges them with the lightning cable. And so I know I'm going to have to keep a cable around. I'm, I've been trying so hard. Or you could just keep throwing all the cables out. And she's like, I need a cable. And I was like, well, you got to go buy one. And she gets it and you just throw it out again. <laughs> <laughs> and like over time, it would train it to be like, I think we should upgrade yeah. the AirPods. Yeah, th- there will there will be a transition, but I think it'll be... At some point, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be less spicy than the previous one. I still need to replace one dock in, in my house and then I'll be ready. I need my bed. The dock I have by my bedside is still one of the ones where I plug it in and I need to change it. Because I am all in on MagSafe now. Yeah, I want to talk about that because you've said that on a couple of shows, and you were you're afraid of magnets. You've always have been. No, I'm not afraid of magnets. I'm afraid of fire. You're afraid of magnetic fire. Magnetic uh, fire. Especially. So what? Magnetic what, fire. What has magnetic changed? Fire. What What standby. made you move to the MagSafe lifestyle? It's all standby. Standby is like my favorite feature of iOS 17. Well, I mean, technically, you don't need to use a. a I'm sorry to uh, oh, no. say this, but technically... Stand by truth. Let's go. Technically, you can plug in a cable 
place your phone in landscape mode and it's still gonna work standby is still gonna activate yeah I don't, but i don't like the cables like just like oh loose, well then i'm just you know i get it i, I mean you, you're doing the right thing i just wanted to give you an option I actually didn't know that, but I still wouldn't wouldn't like it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I think about it, mm, well, look at all these cables. <laughs> Bring on the magnets. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, uh, pop socket. They made a round uh, magnetic pop socket now. Yeah, I saw that in your tour video. I had no idea. I didn't. Alex Cox told me because uh, Alex that Cox makes is like my person on the ground when it comes to pop sockets. They let me know all the innovations. Yeah, uh, and they let me know. And so, like now, uh, I have it. It's way nicer and easier to use and take off, and it's still super strong. So, well, you know, Alex writes the very well-known website Nine to Five Socket. So I didn't know that's, that. That's good. Good to know. know that. Round one, my pick, very easy. The Pro iPhones will use titanium instead of stainless steel for the chassis. I'm so excited for this. Uh, I think it's going to look awesome. Yes. It'll probably help with the weight. We may talk about that yes. later on. But mm-hmm. uh, it's going to look good. And look, the stainless steel has been around since the iPhone 10. That's been, what, six years? So it's it's time for a refresh. When you, when you said 10, I had to think about it for a second because I've become one of those people calling it, and thinking about it as iPhone X. Oh, no. Yeah. I was like, wait, what's the 10? And then I realized, <laughs> oh, the X. The iPhone Twitter. The, <laughs> 10.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm very excited about this. Uh, titanium looks sweet on the Apple Watch Ultra. I am keen to see what it means in terms of weight. I just cannot stand the fingerprints on the sides of the stainless yeah. steel anymore. It's so I, bad. I am so excited for titanium on the iPhone. I'm going to say something wild for me. I may consider, if it's, if it's really that sweet looking and durable and light, I may yes. remotely... No. Now that you say... No. If you're... <laughs> Join me. Look, if you're so eager, I'm not going to say it. Join me. <laughs> I may consider living without a case for a few days just to see what it's like. So easy. It's so easy to live without a case. We'll see. Anyway, let me repeat the title, uh, the text of my pick. The pro iPhones will use titanium instead of stainless steel for the chassis. I'm excited about it. I'm excited that it will look, I hope that will look good and I hope that it will be lighter. My pick for the first round is at least one iPhone gets a telephoto lens with a more than 3x zoom. I do realize now, like, telephoto lens, you might call me up on that one. I'm going to say, gets a camera. <laughs> gets a camera with a more than... Just draining the passion right out of it. Yeah, but, but like, because this is the thing. We all know what I'm saying in this moment, but if they if they call it Periscope, you'd be like, oh, well, it's not actually a telephoto. You know, so it's actually, I'm going to say, at least one iPhone gets a camera with a more than 3x zoom. The 3x zoom is the maximum that it goes to right now. So this is obviously like four, five, six, up seven, eight, nine, ten, wow. wherever it goes. You a know, thousand. You can keep counting. A million. See into the future. <laughs> I was going to ask non graded where you think it will land. Like, do you have an idea of maybe where you'd want it or where you think it could be? Not, not for the pick, just conversation. I'm not sure that I want it. That's my starting like thing, right? When you say, where do I want it? I'm, I'm not sure that I'm going to want it. I feel like, honestly, maybe more than 3X is too much if it's the only telephoto, 
right? Like that, my concern is which, it, what will happen is what's going to happen, right? That they will have a, that it will be like 1x, 2x, where really it will be like 1x is real and then whatever the telephoto lens starts out is real and then everything else is just cropped, right? Stuff. Mm. So I know the 2x is like somewhere in the middle and that's fine, but like, 3x is already kind of pushing a lot of the time to the maximum of what I want from a zoom from what I'm realistically taking photos of on my iPhone. So, but I do like I'm holding out hope that like it will be actually be really good quality. So then I will maybe use it in ways that I didn't use my iPhone before, right? Because there'll be like new types of photos that I can take, which I definitely felt that way with the uh, ultra wide. There's different types of photos that I can take now. So I reckon probably six is where I reckon it will be because I feel like three to five it's like is it really worth it that much I don't know but I reckon probably six want to add that to your to your pick <laughs> nope okay <laughs> <laughs> Ryan asked a question in the discord Mike would you get the pro and not the max if the periscope lens happens no because I'm not like anti-periscope lens I'm just like not sure it's going to necessarily be something that I like but I can then also just not use it if I don't like it it won't be the end of the world for me. I might love it too, but I'm I'm just saying like I'm I'm not like in the camp of like this is obviously going to be better, you know. I I'm excited about it. Uh, I I think it's going to be fun to have it. It's always fun when we have a new camera or a new you know style of photo or video we can do with an iPhone, and I think it's going to be pretty sweet to have uh, the ability to really punch in you know at a sports event or watching a kid do something or whatever. I will say, like, I got really excited about the large sensor last year, and and it did introduce, like, a thing that I find really frustrating with, like, the, the distance, like, the focal distance of the main lens. I find that to be quite frustrating. So I don't want to get too excited again in case it ends up being something I'm not super excited about. Federico, are you, do you have Periscope hype? I'm torn because on the one hand, I do occasionally take advantage of the Zoom, mostly to take pictures of my dogs when they're doing something funny, like they're running in a field and they're far away. And so the Zoom helps. And so in thinking about that scenario, I'm like, well, imagine if I had double the Zoom, like 5X or 6X, uh, that would be pretty sweet because it means I can you know, take a picture of Ginger running around and it's going to have pretty good detail. But at the same time, that is very situational. Like, I am not... Like, I see a, a lot of people taking these artistic pictures using particular angles with the with the telephoto, and I've never been able to take great pictures with that angle. It's, it's, it's a functional thing for me. Like, yeah, I just need to zoom. I would say most of my photo library is either... I mean, if you... If, you know, let's not count selfies... But most of my photo library is like main camera and ultra wide. The, the telephoto is very situational for me. Like it, it, it depends on something. Yeah, like my dogs are far away and doing something funny and it's easier to zoom in with the telephoto. So I don't know. I, I don't think I have hype. So I, my answer would be no. But leaving the door open for, you know, just to see... I mean, I'll take it. Like, I'll take. I'm not super hyped. I'm more hyped about the titanium, honestly, than the periscope lens. Oh, and USB-C. The end of round one, my pick. At least one new iPhone ships with USB-C. 
Federico chose the Pro iPhones will use titanium instead of stainless steel for the chassis. And Mike said at least one iPhone gets a camera with more than a 3x zoom. I think we're all going to do well in round one. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. Round two. The two Pro phones will have different camera features. Hmm. Okay. This year is going to be a year like maybe the 7 and 7 Plus and other years where you can get the regular sized phone. Or if you want a different set of camera features, probably honestly better for most people, you get the, the big one. You know, they do this some years. They don't do it other years. This is clearly related to Mike's pick. But uh, I think it's going to be a year where people look at the big phone and say, gosh, I want that camera. And it complicates their decision making. Do you think there's a possibility it would it would be anything other than the 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 periscope? Like, do you think they might add other things, or do you think it's just like just a function of that? I think chances are it's it's the telescope periscope. Did I say telescope? The telescope lens. Telescope. No, that would <laughs> Te- be telescope periscope. <laughs> that would be something. Yeah, I could see Saturn on my phone. Look, if they put a space telescope on the back of an iPhone, like. Here's my credit card. I mean, they might do, like, there has been rumors for years about some kind of, like, astrophotography thing. And yeah. maybe that is, like, an additional feature that it enables, right? That, like, hey, you can take pictures of the sky. And maybe it won't be, like, what company was it that was replacing the images of the moon? Wasn't it Samsung? Might have been Samsung. Yeah, there was there was a company to take pictures of the moon and they were replacing it with, with a, a picture of the moon. <laughs> and Samsung Space Zoom. Space Zoom. Yes. There's an article from The Verge in the show notes. It's, it's very good. Kate said something interesting in Discord. Um, what if there's more than two Pro phones? I like, don't think we okay. need to bother thinking about that. It's like a, uh, but, we but don't need to worry out. about the wording so specifically because, like, what it like if we start do, like the the pixel are already full of this like very strange language. Like if we're like the minimum two Pro, like there's not gonna they're not gonna do three Pro phones, are they? I feel like that's part of the pick then. <laughs> yeah, I was I was going in that direction. What if what? If, right, but then Ultra's not a Pro phone, is it? Yeah. Well, Oh, I'm sorry. I hold my hands up. I get the point. I understand it. Yeah, you walked right through it. I mean, I guess inherent in my pick is that there's not Pro, Pro Max, and Ultra. I'm fine with that. (laughs) I think this is not an issue for the pick, but just imagine the possibility. I'm just, you know, imagining the scenario. It will be fascinating that maybe, you know, what if there's three phones and it hasn't leaked because it's using the same chassis of the Pro Max. Like, what if the Ultra is just a Pro Max, but with the periscope lens? The realistic thing that is, I think is more likely to happen is that the big phone is just not called Pro at all. So, but like, sure. we're not going to lawyer that this time. We know what we mean. But like, there's probably just the iPhone something Pro and then the iPhone, the iPhone 15 Pro and the iPhone 15 Ultra is, is likely, but we know what that means. It's fine for this time around. If we start slicing that up, we also have to deal with Federico's, the Pro iPhones use titanium, right? Yeah, like yeah. That's eh. what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, this time, we know what we mean. Like We're all going to agree that we're not going to get to the point scoring and be like, well, actually, there's only one Pro phone. Like, mm-hmm. we're good. Like, we're good. Okay. Yeah. It's a it's a thing to raise because there is the possibility of it changing this time, but now we've raised it, we've all come to an agreement, and we can carry on. So Federica, you're up, and I almost chose this one. I was I was so close to it. Okay, so my second pick is 
at least one of the new iPhones will have a customizable quote-unquote action button instead of a traditional mute switch. Uh, so this has been rumored. Uh, code references have been found in the iOS 17 beta. Uh, and we've talked about this before. The idea of Apple getting rid of the traditional mute switch that lets you only switch between uh, ring or silent mode and instead bringing over a customizable button, sort of like the action button uh, of the Apple Watch Ultra that allows you to assign different actions to uh, a physical button on your phone. Uh, the only thing I would like to clarify here is that I am I put action in double quotes because it's it doesn't have to be necessarily the official name of the button. It's just a way to refer to it as an idea. Is that is that okay? That works for me. Do, I need to pick? Do you think it's going to be orange? Ah, uh, so I've thought about it. I don't think it's going to be orange. I hope it's not orange. I have a theory about this, and it's it's out there, but. You know, the colors on the Pro phones are looking like they're going to be pretty, pretty boring. All of them will look good with an orange button. Just putting that out there. I don't want the orange button. I don't want an orange button on my iPhone. Yeah, I think it'll be I'm color not, matched. I don't really want it on my Apple Watch either, to be honest. But, like, I, I think I would take it more there. But, like, because I could, I could complement it with bands, I suppose. Although that is actually quite limiting for what bands you can where if you're trying to do that but never I'd, i don't really want an orange button on my phone i don't think what i think and obviously this is not part of the pick but what i think is interesting in in so if this is happening and it looks like it's happening uh and you will be you will be able to for example say assign you know a, a, a shortcut to the to the button that opens the camera or turns on the flashlight at that point what's why also have the camera and flashlight buttons at the bottom of the phone on the lock screen? Mm. Um, what if it seems you could customize it seems all silly. of it? Yeah, but they should have done it, right? But they should have done it in, in the iOS 17 beta. Unless it's going to come out in the Gold Master after this event. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a feature just for the pro phones. <laughs> oh my God, no, why? But why? Only professionals can customize their camera and flashlight button. They should they should have done it before. Like it should be those toggles should be an API for developers, and if so, it should be something that gets released at WWDC. There I mean, is precedent. The thing is, though, Federico, like I can also activate the flashlight from Control Center. So, like the fact that it would be in three yeah. places rather than two places. I think it's silly, but it's not necessarily an indication of the fact that those things are going to be customizable because clearly Apple doesn't yeah. care if it's like t if you have twice the toggles, in, yeah. you know, very close to each other. But I think it's silly that they're not customizable at this point because, it, it is. like, you just like you're going to have an action button, you're going to have control center, and you're going to have toggles at the bottom of the lock screen. I mean, how many ways do you need to t turn on a flashlight, really? All three are innovative ways to walk around with a pinpoint of light coming out of your pocket when you've turned the flashlight on your pocket and you're walking around like a dope. I want to try another one. I've never tried this before. Siri, turn on the flashlight. It go, it's going to work. Yeah, it works. Hey, it worked. Yeah. Hey, there's going to be... The I'm going to give you a fifth one. Um, you could use back tap and a shortcut. You could use back tap. If you turn on the flashlight. So realistically, you're going to have five ways to turn on a flashlight on your phone. Or you could be one of my parents and have a flashlight, a flashlight app on your phone. At least one iPhone gets a three nanometer processor. Yeah, it feels okay. It feels, feels good. It's gonna happen. There was that report that they bought all of them, right? That Tom <laughs> Semiconductor could make. Yeah. 
<laughs> we talked about that last week because Federico was like, I want to walk in a place and say, you know, I'll take it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it all. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, this is going to be probably what's in the pro phones. I would be I'm I'm most excited about this for the potential extra battery life, because as these processes shrink, you tend to gain efficiency uh, in your energy consumption. And if that means that these phones get an extra hour to a battery life over the 14, uh, 14 pro, I think that's going to be great. Like I'm always a fan of those slides and I like the way they talk about it. They started doing this years ago, like, Oh, this phone gets two hours more battery life than the, you know, iPhone eight plus before it or whatever. And so I'm going to keep my, uh, my eyes open for that for sure. No more battery life would be sweet. Like mm -hmm. just always, if that is, that's what that can do. That'd be awesome. So at the end of round two, my pick, the two Pro phones have different camera features. Federico, at least one of the new iPhones will have a customizable, quote, action button instead of a traditional mute switch. And Mike said at least one iPhone gets a three nanometer process. That all feels good, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, we're all going to win so far. I actually feel like, I feel pretty confident that we all get maximum points from these first two yeah. rounds. So far, yes, I think so. All green. You know what that means? No, uh, yes. Three-way coin flip challenge. That's what I think. <laughs> that's what that's going to mean. But we'll find out. This episode of Connected is made possible by FitBod. When you want to change your fitness level, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why I'm pleased to let you know that FitBod is an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan that's just for you. Everyone's fitness path is different. This is why FitBod uses actual data to make sure they customize things exactly to suit you. By using a powerful algorithm to learn about you, your goals, and your training ability, FitBot will create a custom dynamic program based on your experience and any equipment you have. This is all in an app that makes it incredibly easy to learn how to perform each exercise. Superior results are achieved when a workout program is tailored to your unique body, experience, environment, and goals. Muscles improve when working in concert with the entire system, so overworking some muscles while underworking others can negatively impact your results. That's why FitBot tracks muscle fatigue and recovery to design a well-balanced workout routine. By mixing up muscle groups, exercises, sets, reps, and weight over time, FitBot serves to increase your overall strength and keep your body sharp. This also keeps your gym sessions fresh and fun by mixing up your workouts with new exercises. The FitBot app is easy to use with over 1,400 HD video tutorials shot from multiple angles to make sure that learning everything is a breeze. You can keep track of your achievements and personal best with FitBot's progress tracking charts. And of course, it integrates with the Apple Watch, Wear OS smartwatches, and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. One of my favorite things about FitBot is that you can tell it what equipment you have with you. So next week, I'll be traveling, and if I get a workout in at the hotel I'm staying at, I can just look around the room and tell FitBot I have this, this, and this. I don't have that. And it will reconfigure my workout, accounting for the equipment I have available to me and where I am with all the rest of my exercise. It's really smart. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive, but FitBot is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. You can get 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbod.me connected. So go there now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod, F-I-T-B-O-D, fitbod.me slash connected for 25% off your membership. Our thanks to FitBod for the support of the show. 
and Relay FM. I come with a problem because mm-hmm. we didn't technically follow the rules in that we have not settled. Someone didn't. No. Someone someone didn't. I gave you plenty of time to decide. But no, you did not. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You you came this morning. There's plenty of no, time. You came this morning. You came this morning with a bunch of numbers. Everybody, yeah. You 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 came to us this morning with a math problem that you initially stated incorrectly. No, you were incorrect in your math. You pulled the wrong phone. No, no. Why are there edits to the message then? You come to me on the morning when I write my iOS review with a bunch of numbers and equations and percentages. And like what what do you want from me, man? Like So let me read my two possible risky picks and we can debate the merit of them. The math, as I said in our group thread, is secondary. The math is just necessary so we know if I get the points or not. No, I don't I don't think the math is it secondary. It is. Like how can you say the math the math is secondary if, no, if the I get the points the or pick. not? The math is the whole okay, pick. Okay, let me read them. Okay, the second one And I will one, just say in your original message here you say 14 pro, so you were wrong. I did the math on the 14 Pro, and then you were like, oh, no, I meant 14 Pro Max. So Mm. Hmm. you did come in correctly at first. Mm. Well, it was very late at night. Okay. The one that doesn't involve any math is Apple announces a multi-device charger that looks a lot like AirPower. I love it. Easy. Risky pick done. We can just close up shop and walk away. It's got passion. It's wild. It's, Memes. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get the point. It's perfect. <laughs> it's like, perfect. It's, it's All everything you want. Perfect. It's it's yeah. everything you want from Ricky. The other one is the 15 Pro Max or Ultra weighs within 10 percent of the 14 Pro Max's weight. So to do that, the new big phone would have to weigh between 216 and 264 grams. That's my issue. What? Why? What? What My issue is the 20% margin you end up with. I think it's too much. Yeah. Mm. 216 to 264 grams is a huge level of variance. So what if I bring it bring it down to say within 5%? I cut those numbers. Well, well then what's the number of grams? So, okay, so uh, the 14 Pro Max weighs 240 grams. Mm-hmm. So... Now this this range reminds me when I was in middle school. One time uh, we were assigned this study group, and we were all supposed to, like three or four of us to get together at somebody's house and do a research on a topic. And so I go to this kid. I was like twelve or something. And I'm like, hey, what time should I, you know, uh, sh- should I tell my mom to, you know, be dropped to your house? And he looks at me and is like, yeah, come over 2.36 p.m. ish. Like, what? Is it 2.30 or is it 6? Like, what can, and this ish. is that kind of ish. This is that kind of range. Like, with, with it. So if mm. I say within 5%, then it needs to weigh between 2.28 and 2.52. So that's 5% on each side. It's pretty narrow. I mean, is it risky? Are you saying that it's going to weigh 5% more or less than the existing phone? That's what I'm saying. Because there's been a lot of talk, including from the three of us, that titanium is going to make it weigh less. And I think maybe it won't weigh as much less as we think it will. I think my original reading of this was you were picking like 10% in one direction. Oh, okay. 
and like uh, that to like I'm still not sure, but like that to me feels better than the range, like on either side, right? That either you're saying it's lighter or it's heavier, and you're saying within a percentage. The true risky pick would be to go against the mainstream opinion and say yes, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be heavier <laughs> than, than the existing I mean that would be <laughs> I'm not doing that. We're really in it, you know. Would you accept just five percent within five percent less? So it would it would weigh between two twenty eight and two forty. That's a twelve gram range I have to hit. I mean, I still think the air power one is. <laughs> I still prefer the air power. You one. know, like what? if I've got a choice, I'm going for uh, the air power uh, one. Well, d- well but you I do, do have think a choice. This needs to become a flexi because, because you, you know, you got to get yeah. like if you're right, you got to <laughs> get the mark. Okay. But like, I just prefer the air power one. It's cleaner. So what I'm gonna do? Air power I don't becomes like my losing risky. to math. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just yeah. makes me unhappy. Uh, air power becomes my risky. Yep. I'm going back to 10% as a flexi. I do also really like, it's just like, just from a scoring perspective, of like, what does looks a lot like me? <laughs> but you know it when you see it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's not a cube, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if they introduced a wireless charging cube that worked just like Air Power, but like you don't get it because it doesn't look like it? Mm. Oh. You have to, yeah, you put the phone on top and the watch goes on the side. <laughs> I do also, also like I mean, that you've chosen looks like rather than performs like because we all know they can't do that. But 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 hold on, hold on. Because now we have a different problem. I love it. Air power <laughs> air power was never technically released. So when you say, I mean, and we gotta get technical here because there are two points on the line. When you say that looks a lot like air power, it's like if I said that looks a lot like a unicorn. Have yeah, you it's ever a horse seen with one? a horn out its face, you know? But have you ever seen one? What well, shape but is seen the horn? Im- they showed us an image of Air what Power. Is like- the o- we need to declare an official reference ah, for Air Power. I got it. I got it. That looks a lot like Air Power, comma, without designated charging targets. Okay. All right. Okay, you're really going for it. Yes, I love it. Look, they've had six years to fix it. If you win, if you win because you get this right, I will send you money as a gift. I won't even I will, be mad. Uh, you'll send St. Jude money. I will give you, I will, I will give St. Jude money, but I will give you specifically $5 so you can go buy an ice cream. Dairy free ice cream. Okay. So I'm going to restate it because we went around and around. My risky pick. Apple announces a multi-device charger that looks a lot like air power without designated charging targets. Do we need to say the looks a lot like part? I think that's what makes it funnier. Like, I think... All right. Yeah, I mean, yes. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. I don't think any of us are going to get our riskies. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to go out in style. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you got to do it. Okay. <clears throat> so, I'm up, and my pick is also related to charging. It is, yeah. <laughs> so, my risky pick is at least one of the new iPhones will support the new Qi 2 wireless charging standard and, see, this is a peak with an end, and, quote, reverse wireless charging for AirPods cases. So this is a two-sided pick. There are two elements in this pick. At least one of the new iPhones will support the brand new and upcoming Qi 2 wireless charging protocol, 
which I don't know if you guys recall, was announced a few months ago. It's launching this fall. We've seen a bunch of announcements come out from a bunch of accessory makers. And this is the Qi, the, the brand new Qi standard based on the MagSafe specification. So there's going to be magnets to align um, your phone with a charger. And the second part is reverse wireless charging for AirPods cases. So this was rumored last year. So here's, here's my thought process. This feature, the fact that you will be able to charge an Air, the AirPods case by placing it on the back of the phone, was supposed to come out with the iPhone 14 Pro last year. And then, according to a bunch of publications, the feature was tested, and then it was shelved for, the, uh, for 2022, saved for the future. And my thinking is, what better time to reintroduce a feature that you tested before than the year when you're changing the cable, you're introducing some kind of complexity for people, including folks who have AirPods with a, light, with a lightning connector. It would be a very nice and tight message to say, we know, you know you're going to change the cable, but now you can also charge your AirPods like this. And you place them on the back of the phone. So I got bad news for you. I wonder if you're going to say the same thing I am. Saturday, February 11th, 2023, Mac rumors. iPhone Ultra rumor, reverse wireless charging still planned. Uh, I think the fact that it's the Qi 2 thing, like, I think that it's the combo part, right? Because I feel like in combo picks before, we've gotten through. Now you guys decide. No, I, I think that this is okay, because we need to know it's Qi 2 and has reverse wireless charging for AirPods cases. For me, got, mm -hmm. that feels... That feels okay. That's how I feel. Ch Chance from 9to5Mac is in the chat. So if there's a good time to hear from a public, an official publication of record, uh, now would be great. But I think, yeah, it, it needs to be Chi2 certified. Um, and and Chi2 does not... It's so hard to say. That is not equal MagSafe, right? They are There are differences. I think MagSafe is more yeah, power. Different. So... Well, I mean... Basically, he with Federico's pick, they have to say it's G two, or we have to be able to find that it's G two. Like that's yeah. the thing we need to be able to point to and be like, there it is. It says G two. Yeah. Here's an article. That's how the sorry it goes from Apple Insider talking about MagSafe versus the G two. It's so hard. You're to really say. struggling. With I can't. That, aren't you? Can't say it. <laughs> uh, so. So my understanding was that Qi 2 is compatible with MagSafe, but Qi yes. 2 and MagSafe are two different things. They are yeah. different things. It's, they both charge at 15 watts and have a ring of magnets, but MagSafe obviously is not on Android phones, but this could be. And it is confusing because Apple does not support Qi 2, even though it is... Right, but they would have to. They right? would have like to say the, it. And I think that's yeah. the risky part. They would have to like go yes. out of their way to say, oh, we also work with this. I'm willing to give it to you as a risky pick, but like just barely. Let me tell you why I think that this is... In, this would be interesting for you, Federica. So, I'm not sure if it could work with the magnets... Because the magnets on the back of the AirPods and the magnets on the back of the iPhone are the same, right? Unless they have they a new case. The same. 
Polaris. USB-C that also supports this. Right, but then it wouldn't work with MagSafe because it, the magnets, you've got to, they've got to be opposite each other, right, for the polarity. So who knows? There are magical things that can be discovered. Who I just knows wonder. how I mean, magnets work? Who knows how ex- magnets work? You know what? Work? That's a good point. Who knows? Nobody knows. Who knows? I mean, are you what, a magnet engineer? No, you're not. So, you know, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, I'm holding two MagSafe pop sockets close to each other right now, and they do not like it. Yeah. So mm. here's something uh, from Chance. It's a it's a press release about G2. WBC member Apple, which is WBC is the wireless power consortium, provided the basis for the new standard building on its MagSafe technology. Apple and other members mm. developed a new magnetic power profile, which is the core of G2. Its magnetic power profile will ensure that phones or other rechargeable battery-powered mobile products are perfectly aligned with charging devices, providing improved energy efficiency and faster charging. So I don't know if we know if it's exactly the same thing. I wouldn't mind you adding an extra bit of passion spice on top of this. Hmm. But I think it can stand, but it's, it's, a, it's, pretty, it's pretty passionless. Oh, Wow. He's just throwing the gauntlet down there. Are you? Is this a bait? Are you? Are you I trying to? No, you. I think mm. he might be baiting. You. I'm not baiting you. I mean, I could think of a, of an extra of an extra passion ingredient to okay. add in. Sprinkle some passion to on top. Pick. You know. So what's the what's the watt limit for MagSafe? Is it 15 watts? 15. You could say it's within five percent. I can say, it's, <laughs> I can say it's, within, it's within five percent amperes per hour. Ah, <laughs> uh, I could say that with MagSafe, with the new MagSafe in the fifth in the new iPhones, they'll bump the limit to twenty. So they're still going to have a competitive advantage compared to Qi 2, with Qi like 2 it. being limited to 15 and the new MagSafe bumped to 20. Federico, just say increase it from 15. Don't, don't say No, 20. no. Yeah, yeah. Numbers, are, yeah, numbers are passionate. People have always said that. You wouldn't set a number. You were a range, right? I did. I set, <laughs> I set so many numbers. You were a range. So I just think that like you've already pushed him into changing this. I just figure like okay, you know you're adding more and more on top. Just say over fifteen, like it, the the maximum charge limit is over fifteen. I know already though that this is gonna be the thing that's gonna make me lose. See that's that. Nah, there's no way of knowing. Well, if I'm forced to do it, I will do it. Um, so at least one of the new. I'm not forcing, but if you want to sleep well at night, playing the game well, you should change it. Well, no, see, what is this? What is this, <laughs> this psych- psychological thing you're doing? Do I need to change it or not? Like, is it risky? Do we, do we have a risky adjudicator or something? We don't. No, like, there is no adjudicator. We must agree. And I said, or I think at least one of the new iPhones will support the new Qi 2 wireless charging standard and reverse wireless charging for okay. AirPods cases okay. is a risky pick. Okay. And I think Stephen agrees. He just wanted you to add more passion. Yeah. That was all he wanted you to do. All right. It can stand. It can stand. My, my objection has been entered into the record, but I approve. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mike? All right. So that's the text right. of the pick. So I'm going to give a little lead up to mine, all right? And then I'll give you the pick. So we're talking about a periscope lens right which just on the face of it 
to a regular person like me, it doesn't make any sense. Why is it a periscope? Like, there is no periscope that I know it to be. Like, there's not, like, this little thing that's coming out of the phone and, like, looking around, right? It's not mm. like a submarine. It's some, some, like, nerdy camera thing, periscope, right? I think you're thinking I of I do not think Apple will talk, a, will call this a periscope lens. And I think part of that is shown in the fact that they have finally changed the naming of the camera to main camera, right? Because we always complained that it was called wide. And they Mm -hmm. finally realized that when you have an ultra wide and a wide, it doesn't make any sense to regular people. You just got ultra wide, main and telephoto. So I do not think they are going to call this a periscope lens when essentially all it's doing is acting as the telephoto lens, right? Like it just makes the telephoto lens go further. So I think they're going to brand it. Now that's like where I'm coming from. The problem is I now need to come up with a name, right? Because me saying they won't call it a periscope lens. There's nothing. (laughs) It's just not enough. So I've been trying my best (laughs) and I had two options. The one I'm going for is this is my pick. Apple calls the new camera the Magic Telephoto. Magic Telephoto. Magic Telephoto. I love the name. The only other name I had was Ultra Telephoto, but I thought that that would mean that it would maybe only ever be on the Ultra phone. And so, like, I decided to get rid of that. And so I got the Magic Telephoto. I love it. Samsung beat them to the the best name, right? That the Apple like, clearly doesn't. Oh, Space Zoom. Space okay. Zoom. Ah, magic, is, magic Telephoto is a great name, though. Mm, not a great name, but Space Zoom is pretty cool. It, look, whether it's good or bad, it's an Apple name, right? We can all agree on that. Putting the word magic in front of something is like Magic Telephoto Pro. That's that's what I got. So the Magic Telephoto. I need to do something, guys. I need. I need. I need to. I need to add the passion to my pick. I cannot sleep well at night. Steven is right. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that you heard mine and you were like, now I need more passion. That doesn't fill me with confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I need to do it. Steven was right. How could I live with myself if I went with a boring pick? Um, sorry, Mike. We'll come back to the magic telephone in five seconds. That's fine. Well, yep. Maybe 20 seconds. So at least one, new, one of the new iPhones will support the new Qi2 wireless charging star- standard. And, quote-unquote, reverse wireless charging for AirPods cases, period. MagSafe charging speed will also be raised from 15 watts. Gonna enter it in the document. Okay, so, Magic Telephoto. Uh, I love the name. I think think your reasoning is right, that Apple likes to sort of productize things. You know, I mean, they give names to displays, Mm -hmm. of all things, you know. And and great uh, point in sort of pointing out that the white camera was renamed to main camera. Um, it makes sense to you know w- what is this a periscope? Nobody knows what a periscope is, and the, and the, those who do associate it with the submarine. Yeah. And and I mean I'm just saying um, you have a phone made of titanium. You know, uh, oh and, no, nope, you nope, know, nope. You know, nope. having having a submarine reference with yeah, Titan in yep. the name, it's yep, not it's just bad. <laughs> not but anyway, great. it was a submersible, so it's not a problem. Yeah, sure, but still, I don't think submersibles have periscopes, so it's okay. I'm um, I'm sure if they if they will do it, they will give it a name. And sure, you're betting on a specific name, 
which is a good one, I think. Um, I mean, it's better than Dynamic Island, so... I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Magic Telephoto. Okay. So, Stephen, let's read the three risky picks again. I said Apple announces a multi-device charger that looks a lot like AirPower without designated charging targets. Federico said at least one of the new iPhones will support the Qi 2 wireless charging standard and reverse wireless charging for AirPod cases. MagSafe charging speed will also be raised from 15 watts. Mike said, Apple calls the new camera the Magic Telephoto, not graded, also considered ultra telephoto. Also, sub point, not a periscope. <laughs> it's, just, it's just context. That's all just context. So they're not, they don't need to be entered into the record. It is now time to move into the Flexies. The Flexies is a game held after each edition of the Rickies. It consists of a series of additional picks in relation to the upcoming Apple event or year. Scoring is completed separately from the main game, but like the Rickies, the order of picks is set by the results of the previous game and ties will be broken by using dice by Peacock. Please lie down as the rules are read. Hosts must make a minimum of five flexi picks. Each correct pick is awarded with one point. Wrong picks do not remove any points and no partial points may be awarded. The winner is determined by comparing the percentage of correct flexies made by each host. The winner can use their chosen title as long as they are the winner. Federico shall be named Prince Flexi and is known as King Flexi when having won, having won both the keynote and annual games. Mike has chosen Duke of Flexington and uses the name Archduke Flexington when applicable. Stephen is the Attorney General Flexi and uses the title Secretary of Deflex when necessary. Loser of the Flexies must compensate the winner of the Flexies by donating to a charity of the winner's choice. The amount of the donation is $25 per wrong Flexi made by the loser. The money must be donated on air. Federico is the current winner of the Keynote Flexies and Mike is the winner of the annual Flexies. If someone holds all four titles, by the way, they are allowed to choose their own label, their own name, their own moniker. Uh, you can be seated. So I, I am the person who may be able to consolidate ultimate control. Again. In case you didn't remember that, because I am currently the annual winner of both, so I am annual Archduke Flexington. Just in case you forgot. Yeah. Yeah, so you I could. have the opportunity of, of consolidating control once more. I don't feel threatened by you. I'm very confident that I will win both of these games, both the regular Rickies and the Flexies. So, well, well, you're you're up first, and you've only made five. So, please let the future winner talk. Okay, Flexi number one. Some of the new iPhones will be more expensive in some European countries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that like you need to I mean you could choose as you want. I think it's just gonna be more expensive anyway, like especially the big one. Yeah. Like for everybody. That recklessness is what's gonna make you lose. Some of the new iPhones will be more expensive in some European countries. Hey, maybe it's gonna be more expensive in France and not in Germany. Who knows? Mm. Do they still ship headphones in the box in France? 
<laughs> do they? I, I think, think they it, do. You have talked about that in upgrade, I think. Oh, no, I think they changed it. I don't remember, but I, I, I think they changed it in the end. Uh, Flexi number two. A new AirPods case with USB-C is unveiled. So I think they're going to do what they did a few years ago uh, when they introduced just the uh, wireless charging case option for folks who had the uh, AirPods without the wireless charging case. I think they're going to do the same with the USB-C connector. If you have second generation AirPods Pro um, with a lightning connector, you will be able to buy just a case for those AirPods with a USB-C port. Um, number three, iOS 17 gets released on the week of September 18th. Um, so the week after the event, uh, starting Monday the 18th, any day is good enough. So it's like one of now, those picks where you hope that by picking it, you are willing it into existence. I, uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, I totally, I totally yeah. am. It's going to be Monday the 18th. Come on. It's, it's obvious. I mean, you want to do Wednesday the 20th, you know, be my guest. Do it. <laughs> but they're going to do the Monday. Number four, Apple won't release any new leather accessories as part of the event announcements. Including about cases this for a minute? and watch bands. Yeah. Let's. So this has been a rumor going around the last few days, right? That the, I mean, the rumor says it's like, right, if I'm right, there's like no more leather, but it doesn't necessarily say what's going to happen. Like, I assume they're going to have a leather effect yeah. case, right? like well, a vegan leather kind of thing. I, I have a flexi that addresses that a little bit. Okay, on. great. We'll get onto that later on then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and f yeah, final flexi, um, iPhone 15, uh, so the regular model, Get slower speed USB-C transfers. I then think gonna slow, do slower than what? Uh, the the slower speed uh, compare. So let me add compared to compared to the pro models. They're not gonna do Thunderbolt on the fifteen and fifteen plus. Got to get those file transfer speeds up, you know. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm up next. Some iPhones will come with color matched cables. Number two. Uh, Apple Watch SE is not updated, but receives a price cut. Oh, okay. What are you thinking? Uh, well, currently it's two forty nine or two ninety nine for GPS, and then thirty dollars more for cellular. Maybe they drop it to like two twenty nine. I don't think it's going to be big, but it's been hanging out there for a year. They got rid of the Series Three, and they're still not at like that one ninety nine kind of magic price point. So I think they could just bump it down a little bit. Apple Watch Ultra 2 comes in at least one new finish, probably that dark titanium that we've talked about. Apple replaces its leather iPhone cases with a new product. So not mm. just getting rid of leather and just having silicon, but having something new. There's that rumor that is called like fire woven and it's fine, fine woven, fine woven, fire woven, fire woven and fire. It's it like completely heavy metal. Yeah. That's your, <laughs> that's your MagSafe charger. You know, it's all <laughs> <laughs> yes. forged in the depths of the earth. Our new case. For <laughs> it's vegan leather. I thought it was fake leather a long time ago. I didn't know they were still using leather. Yeah. I think as far as I know, it's still real leather. Yeah. No, no, it is. I, yeah. I would think that Apple would be on the forefront of getting rid of that for animal purposes, for uh, climate change reasons. Like, there's lots of reasons not to use it. I mean, yeah, honestly, kind of, kind of gross that they're doing it. Still, I also thought it was fake leather. In in looking into some stuff around notebook covers, a lot of vegan leather materials are not environmentally friendly. So, like, you've got to find the balance still. Yeah. Well, that's why they're they're using the woven fire, you yeah. know? Fire woven. I'm going to call it that for the next three years now. It's like... Yeah. yeah. 
I was going to say it's burned in my brain. Well, it's firewoven. So, you know, it is. Number five, iPhone Pro models will be equipped with Thunderbolt, but come with a USB-C cable in the box requiring a separate purchase of a Thunderbolt cable. Yes. Thunderbolt cables are expensive. They are, especially the Apple ones, which Mm -hmm. are admittedly great Thunderbolt cables. Let me tell you, I got a bunch here. Uh, Those are really good, but they are expensive. Uh, iPhone 15 and 15 Plus get an always-on display. Wow. They're going to get, assumedly they're getting the Dynamic Island. The Dynamic Island and live live activities are way better when you have an always-on display. Standby uh, way better when you have an always on display. I think they're I think they're gonna do I it. I don't think this is gonna happen. This is risky material, Steven. This is you this should have been your risky pick. This is <laughs> really yeah, there there have been a lot of rumors that this isn't the case. So it's it's dumb but not risky. <laughs> is what you're saying. Mm, it's still risky, no, but that the air power one's riskier and I want you to lose. So Wow. There have been a lot of rumors about the fact that they're going to hold off the... Or there have been rumors from display analyst Ross Young that they're going to hold off the um, the always-on until they have a new display technology in the Pro. Mm. That like Because they need to keep some kind of differences between these devices. But I feel like they're doing a lot of that this year, potentially. I don't know. I, I think it would be a better product with an always-on display, and so I'm putting it out there. Number seven... By the time we grade these picks, our St. Jude fundraiser will be over $250,000. <laughs> We're at $187,000 right now. Is this insider trading? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sitting on forty grand to donate, and I'm just waiting to, <laughs> to drop it. No, I'm not. At $250,000, okay. by the way, we were speaking about milestones earlier, Mike gets to audit my Mac setup at two hundred fifty grand. I really want to do this in person. Yeah. Oh, that'd be really good. So I hope that we... We get there that I can just point at your computer and say, what's wrong with that? Why does it do that? And number eight, the return of the king. The iPhone 15 Pro Max slash Ultra weighs within 10% of the 14 Pro Max's weight. Not graded. The new phone will need to be between 228 and 264 grams. Everybody loves it. Everyone's favorite pick. Those are my eight eight flexies. Yeah, I, I went for seven. The reason me and Steven are scoring so high is there's more potential points for us to add to our podcast that's on total, I think. Mm-hmm. My seven flexes are as follows. New Apple Watch Ultra Band Style. John wrote a really good good piece about this on Mac Stories last month. Put it in the show notes. I will. The Pro Max becomes the Ultra. Mm. For some reason, I have the same one in there twice. So you have six. <laughs> so I have six. I know I have six. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure why, why number, pick number three. To be fair, we've never tried this as a possibility. Could I not just pick the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> there was a, maybe a copy-paste error. I'll never know about the, the, the lost flexi there. So that's, I know I've six. That's amazing. Uh, number three, Apple say they formulated a new kind of titanium that has special properties. Oh, they have to say it. Yeah, do you know what I'm remembering though? Go- the gold in that event. Yeah, in that event. So, uh, well, I don't know if this is even you're thinking about, but in the Apple Watch event in March 2015, the one that Federico went mm-hmm. to, they had videos for aluminum and steel. Like this is not your average aluminum. We put whatever in it, and they also made a video for gold. They put online, but did not show in the keynote, which is my favorite thing Apple's ever done. It's like, but it's not normal gold, and this watch is twenty eight thousand dollars. 
for a long time they've talked about their metal work, and I, I think you're right. They they can't help themselves. I mean, I know obviously they didn't do this for the titanium watches to my memory, but I just think that they're going to want to talk about why this is better titanium than any other titanium that's ever titaniumed when they talk about the iPhone because mm-hmm. it's a it's a bigger deal. And like, isn't titanium like there are bad properties with it, right? Like there was a reason that titanium iBook was so bad. Isn't it soft? It, it is soft, but they can change that with metal work. And that's what I think they're going to talk about, is their formulation of this titanium that they've made that means that it's strong and resilient. And da, 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 The big stuff. problem with the tie book is that they painted it, and the paint flaked off, and it gave titanium a bad name for 20 years. Um, I'm going to add in, a, add in a seventh, by the way. Uh, Apple debuts a new style of charger accessory for the iPhone. Does it? What does it look like? <laughs> it doesn't look like Air Power. I mean, maybe this was in there before Stephen's thing, so like it just is what it is now. Yeah, it's could fine. be anything. Could be anything. Uh, Apple announces new AirPods Max featuring USB C and made of titanium. I mean, yes, please, yes. The titanium would probably be heavier than the aluminum ones, which is what everybody wants. Or are you saying they'd replace the stainless steel band with titanium? I don't know. Because <laughs> the outside things are aluminum, the, this could be heavier if they went with titanium. Yeah, I love it. Well, <laughs> whatever. It, it's just saying that they're made of titanium. Look, titanium is in this year. You, you gotta go with titanium. Who cares about steel and aluminium anymore? It's titanium. Yeah. Uh, pick six: dynamic island on all new iPhones. Mm-hmm. Pick seven: the David Guetta song doesn't play. Oh, n- no. Come on. <laughs> I hate the song. Okay, it's a personal okay. vendetta I have against the song. N- number six for me. I'm adding one. <laughs> the David Guetta song plays either before or during the event oh like in the warm-up music yes that's fantastic whoa whoa whoa. don't we have a rule about when things are scored no that's your other podcast Mm -hmm. oh really that's your other show man yeah all this has to do is between the oh okay hang on let me read the language we actually may have a problem I don't think that's For true. keynote rookies, the scoring window starts when the event begins. Well, the event begins when the live stream is up. I think so too. Mm, I, I don't think. Uh, really? Is that... I think he's. I think he's okay. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, there's right. an Let's, event whoa, 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 page. Right. There's an event page with the thumbnail of a video. When the video goes up, the event has started. Okay, so here's the thing. Apple presses play. They release a press release. Would that count? Apple what? So the music begins. Do, 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 do. Ah, the Titanium! Right? Yeah. And then Apple releases a press release about air power. Would Steven get his pick? They don't talk about it in the event. Yeah, that rule is on upgrade. We don't say anything about when it's said. Well, well yeah, but now but now we're, we are... I think we need to codify an amendment. We can no. keep it for this time, but for later, that like 
when the live stream Let's begins is the beginning the of the event, Let's right? Let's change the rules. Yes, when the live because stream we're making begins. Because I feel like there was an understanding that we had. The understanding has now changed. Like, if I would have said to you before this, when does the event start? I don't think you would have said when the music begins. This show, this show is uh, always an ongoing process. Yeah, yeah. So I'm cool with this, but I just think we need to state this is the fact. Yeah, we need to say we are branching out and we are now including the pre-event live stream <laughs> into potential guessing uh, opportunities. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's allowed this time and we will deal with the rules next time. Please make a note, though. Because I did. I have a, a comment okay. in the Google Doc. So it will, in the future, say something like when the live stream begins. So uh, for context, I added a six flexi saying the David Guetta song plays either before or during the event. And Mike's seventh pick says <laughs> the song yeah. doesn't play. Okay. So we have six, seven, and eight flexis. Perfect. So you can play along with us next week during the keynote. There are links in the show notes so you can see our picks and interact with them. We will be recording next week on Wednesday at our regular time uh, after, after the dust has settled from the event. Uh, and I'll be present, hopefully, with some uh, hands-on impressions, maybe, if I'm lucky enough mm. to get to do that. Uh, nice. In the meantime, if you want to find other links for things we spoke about, which is really just the iTunes movie trailer thing, uh, those links are in the show notes, and they're on the web at relay.fm slash connected slash 466. But the most important thing in the show notes this week is stjude.org slash relay, where you can donate and get involved with St. Jude's life-saving work. And uh, thank you all to have been who have been involved in the campaign so far. It's been awesome. You can find us all online. You can find Federico at maxstories.net, where there will be an epic ios and ipad os 17 review in the coming weeks we're looking forward to seeing that uh he's probably not on social media very much as he's in the in the trenches <laughs> with that but he is on mastodon as vatici at maxstories.net you can follow mike's work uh here at relay fm and over at cortex brand he is on threads as imike and he's on mastodon as imike and mike.social you can find my writing at 512pixels.net, and I'm also the co-host of Mac Power Users here on Relay FM. You can follow me on social media uh, as ismh86 on threads and Instagram, and ismh at eworld.social on Mastodon. Do you ever think you should become ismh86 on Mastodon? I, I, I probably should at some point deal with all <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, I have some <laughs> other branding problems I got to contend with in the next little while. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll talk about it later. Oh, Switch on FM. I think our sponsors, ExpressVPN and FitBod. Until next week when we judge our picks, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.